mindset, performance, science, transforming communication, perspective, and boundaries. Welcome to the Redefining Success Show with Aaron Jewell, a Thrive Global Top 10 Coach of 2021. And now, here's your host, Aaron Jewell. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the show. And today, we're going to talk about a, I guess, in a way, it's a newer topic. In a way, it's something that has really been unfolding for me for quite some time. And that is the topic of advocacy through inquiry. Advocacy through inquiry. So for those of you who are currently saying, what does that mean? What is she talking about? We're going to get into that. Uh, And this, this concept or this thought process was inspired recently because of a few challenging conversations. Not only a few challenging conversations I eventually found myself involved with, also because of what's happening in the world right now. Literally, everyone in humanity is finding their voice in a very powerful and also very unfamiliar way. So anything I I share is obviously my assessment or the interpretation of data that I've researched. So some of you will agree with what's being said. Some of you will resist it. Whatever the case, I invite you to continue to listen in because chances are, if it's making sense, then this will be a supportive and enjoyable uh, next few minutes for you. And if it's something that you're resisting, chances are there are some gifts in this for you. So with that, here we are in 2021, all with the desire to advocate for something. For the most part, the world is is kind of being divided in, in some ways right now. You've got two camps for just about everything. You've got a camp for this and a camp for that. And up until COVID and up until the most recent elections, and I'm all of this is really related to the United States and the culture that we're experiencing in the U.S., although around the globe, there are many... Um, situations that are binary and polarized and divided. So with that, just kind of focusing in on the U.S., we have the election, we have COVID, where prior to that, several years back, if you would have asked me how people are divided, I might have told you, well, there are people that love beats and there are people that hate beats. And outside of that, I I don't think I, I would have been able to say to you that there are so many humans on this earth that really agree or disagree on uh, many various topics at a collective level. Well, that has changed. And personally, I think it's fantastic. What I don't love about it is the muddiness and the messiness and the chaos and the tragedy that's ensuing as a result of that. However, I remain hopeful that this period, this chapter of choppiness develops and evolves into a more contemplative curiosity that has us as humans collectively starting to ask more questions that are coming from a place of honor, respect, information, education, and knowledge, but not in the type of way that separates, but in the way that unites. My intention 
for us as a collective is that we start asking more questions as a way to advocate for what we do believe in. And my intention for humanity is that we also start to ask questions that are connected to what we are advocating for and that what we are advocating for becomes much bigger. And we become these kind of eagles that are soaring high, high above, looking at the entire picture below and really taking time to make choices about what is it that I stand for and why. So let me give you a little bit of an example. There are three things that I value, and these are things that, I'll be completely honest with you, I have not always valued. Uh, well, perhaps I have, but not at a conscious level. And those are self-actualization, human empowerment, and unity. And ever since I was a kid, single digits, I cared about these things. Although, again, I guess I wasn't really aware of how much I did care about these things. And I would, I would do things and I would behave in certain ways as a child to indicate that I cared about self-actualization, for example. So um, with that, when I was 11 years old, I lived in Spain. My parents said, do you want to go and live in Spain and learn the language and culture? And I said, yes. And those of you who are parents of 11-year-olds or recall being that age yourself, <clears throat> going across the Atlantic to another country and living with a family that you've never met <clears throat> for a period of months and months, uh, going to a school and going there not knowing the language other than ABCs and 123s is extremely insane. <laughs> For, uh, in particular, somebody living in the United States, where at that point, this was back in 1991, this was not the popular thing to do, to learn a bunch of other languages. I mean, it was still considered very much, I guess, maybe something that only a few people really did. And I was excited to do that. I was absolutely on board with that. And I didn't know consciously at the time that it was going to be tremendously challenging for me that I would be crying every day for months and, you know, that, that I would have all these uh, difficult nights and nightmares, missing my family, not getting to talk with them enough, things like that. I mean, it really, I went through a massive, massive transformation that led to a level of self-actualization that not every 11-year-old gets to experience. So self-actualization is something that I valued since I was a kid. And that, that, that experience, that transformation really set the stage for a lot of my life to include my professional life later on as I ended up in the international market for one of the medical device companies I worked with. So, and then next we have human empowerment. You know, I remember in high school as I would dream, kind of daydream about the jobs I wanted to have as an adult, I, I would think about things like being a sports agent. I was really into sports. I played three sports a year in high school. And, you know, I would think about things like that being some type of promotional or sports agent because I found at an early age, I was able to rally people around a cause. And I was also pretty good at motivating people and one might even say inspiring people. So human empowerment is something that I feel like also became important to me at a, at a young age. And then finally, unity. This is one that I, I find, so, something that I value that I find to be a little more complicated, 
I think over the years I have walked through periods and chapters where I've felt pretty disconnected and disassociated from having a sense of community, not feeling like I fit in and kind of like a floater. And that I have come to realize has a lot to do with the path that I'm on and this path of self-actualization that can feel quite lonely at times, but I was never really alone. And in fact, my entire life, I've had this phenomenal support system that has shifted and morphed over time. And with that, it's always been solid. And there have always been some really amazing humans in my circle to support me. And I've learned over time that I do, in fact, truly value unity. I recall one of my business trips to Ireland where I came back with this framed picture and it was a Gaelic word and it said, and and it meant unity. And I gave it to my business partner at the time. And thinking back on when I was in that store and I had this opportunity to, there was all these frames, it was in uh, Galway and it was this little boutique store and there were all these different picture frames and all these different words I could have chosen. Love, I mean, I, I can't even remember at this point what some of the choices were. And I chose the word unity. Are you looking to increase leadership competence and trustworthiness on your team? Do you see more opportunities to build rapport? and a sense of community on your team? Are you challenged with completely trusting yourself and your team as a leader? Book a call today with Erin Jewell Consulting to learn more about the PACE Signature System. PACE, an acronym for Perspective, Alignment, Communication, and Equanimity, is designed to increase a sense of community and trustworthiness on your team to improve outcomes and drive the successful results you know that you and your team are capable of all in six months go to erinjewelconsulting.com forward slash bookings for a free consult and enjoy why did i choose the word unity at that time i mean we're going back several years now and realizing how important that word is to me and what that really means to me. And learning that unity is not about placating behavior. Unity is not about over-complimenting somebody. Learning that unity is not all about making somebody feel comfortable at the expense of myself. That unity is much more comprehensive than that. That unity to me, has a lot more to do with how we are showing up together as humans despite our differences, which as it turns out are meant to be gifts. And we have taken these gifts for granted. And we now find ourselves in this place as a collective where we are questioning each other's gifts. And so for me, the true definition of unity really has a lot more to do with the coming together of humanity in such a way that we're not trying to erase or stamp out each other's differences. And that instead, we fully learn how to embrace them and have conversations about them and delegate accordingly, knowing that I enjoy group 
settings and that I enjoy facilitating and that I enjoy uh, holistic listening, knowing that I enjoy these things, knowing that I enjoy certain types of music, knowing that I enjoy certain types of food, giving me opportunities to shine my light in those areas in a way where I feel supported rather than asking me to dim my light and to not show my differences because it might be somehow offensive, right? And I want to say this, we're in a tough spot right now because we're learning to use our voices, which is key. And I'm such a big fan of, and I'm behind it all day long. And those of you who know me and know my work know that I'm all about sharing voice and I have my reasons for that. And you know, that's something for another podcast in another day. I have my inspiration for that. And with that, we're just going through this time where we've never really been called to act the way that we currently are. Right. So we're learning to use our voices. We're being called to act and we have persecuted each other so much throughout our history for each other's differences for very small reasons that we think the solution is to erase our differences somehow. And I do not believe that's the solution. And in fact, I have no desire to live in a, in a world that's just one color, right? I have no desire to live in a world that's just one personality. So I still think we're headed in the right direction. Okay. And I, I think we've got to go through this period where everyone's got to figure this out on their own. You know, it, it can't just be shot, shot, you know, somebody can't be shouting out from the rooftops, you know, everyone needs to embrace their differences because that's actually the gift, but people, they get to come to that conclusion on their own or they'll be carried along the way somehow, because that is where we're headed. We're headed to a place where unity, I believe, really talks about, we acknowledge, we appreciate, and we accept every single difference that the other person has in a way that's honored and respected and respectful. And we learn how to communicate about our differences and advocate for the things that we believe in, in a way that's conscious, in a way that's compassionate, and in a way that's clear. So coming back to the title of the session and for the last couple of minutes of our time together, advocacy through inquiry. So advocating for the things I stand for, things like self-actualization, human empowerment, and unity, advocating for those things in a way that has me asking questions about somebody else's perspective, in particular, when it's different, and asking questions rather than simply advocating. And I've got to, I've got to give credit here where it's due. Uh, David Henkin and James Barnes, two of my professors during my executive MBA program at Villanova about 10 years ago, wrote a book on this. Uh, they, they have a section about advocacy through inquiry. I'm just going to go ahead and pull that up. And there's, a, there's an excerpt here where... I'm just going to go ahead and read through it. Okay. So it says there are three things to consider when you're advocating through inquiry. One is advocating your own position and then inviting responses. The next is paraphrasing what you believe to be the other person's view and inquiring 
as to the validity of your own understanding. And then three, explaining a gap in your understanding of the other person's views and asking for more information. And then I really love what it says here at the bottom. It says, while it may feel more forceful to advocate, advocacy is actually a weaker move than balancing advocacy and inquiry. Inquiry leads the other person to genuinely reflect and hear your advocacy rather than ignoring it and making their own advocacy and response. And it reminds me of the statement, which I believe the Dalai Lama made. And it was anyone who has never, anyone who believes that forgiveness is a weakness has never tried to forgive before. And this is something that is really important for us to consider as we move forward and really think about what am I advocating for today and what can I do to be an advocate for what I believe in while continuing to respect and honor those around me. Thank you so much. Looking forward to the next time. Enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, visit AaronJewelConsulting.com.